The reason why we struggle with insecurity is because we compare our behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel. Stephen Furtick. Hello, hello, everyone. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Blissful Love. Today, we are talking all about something that I think we all try to suppress and not talk about is comparing ourselves to others, how social media plays into this, how we all get caught up on not focusing on our own journey and our own path. And these things can be difficult to talk about, difficult to think about, because I think we can all relate to it. So before I get into that, I want to talk about my two things that I always ask. So what makes me feel blissful today? Um, I am planning to do some antiquing today. So antiquing always makes me feel blissful, of course. And how will I propel my love today? Um, I don't know, but I'm going to use one from yesterday that hopefully I can spin off of today. So yesterday I... um. Went to my wholesaler, Quinlan Wasserman in Boston, and they do flowers and plants. So I went to the flower section and picked up some different things and put together a little bouquet for my grandmother and for my cousin who just got a new apartment and brought those over. So that's how I propelled my love yesterday. Hopefully, um, I can find another way to propel my love today, but I'll use yesterday's for now since that was a good little one. Okay. So to jump in to the episode, I just want to start by saying again that I am not a life expert. I am not a life coach. I am not a professional about these topics. It is just always um, my personal experiences and my personal growth that I have gone through on certain topics. So just to make that clear to everybody, that is this is just a podcast for fun, um, just supposed to be light and relatable and all of that. So I started doing some research on social media and mental health and comparing yourself to others at 25 and what that looks like. And it was so interesting to me because all of the research articles that I was finding were all lining up pretty similarly to each other. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about when it comes to social media and mental health is why social media can sometimes promote negative experiences. And I'll get into like the positives of social media too, because obviously Blissful Love is all about love and light. Um, So I do want to highlight the positives of social media as well so that you guys don't leave this episode being like, I hate social media, I'm deleting it all. Obviously, a lot of us um, heavily rely on social media. Like my company would not exist and my podcast would not exist if there were no social media. So obviously, I enjoy social media. I stand behind social media, but I also know that there is a healthy balance between um, spending too much time on social media and, you know, focusing on the wrong things. So 
I wanted to talk a little bit about your life experiences and what what social media can do in that in that light. So even if you're scrolling through social media and you know that social media is a highlight reel. I, I say this a lot with my friends, like things aren't always as they appear on social media. They're probably never as they appear on social media. We know when we take pictures, it's like we're staging things, right? Like put your hand here or move your shirt this way or um, stand over there or look this way or whatever. And so it's never, it's never really um, authentic I mean, obviously there's there's times that you're taking pictures and posting that are authentic, but you you get what I mean. Like most of social media is a highlight reel, especially when you're following celebrities and um, popular people on social media like YouTubers or um, podcasters or whatever it is that are, you know, have a very large following. Most of that stuff is all, all highlight reels. Um so it can make you feel like super insecure about yourself, about how you look or how you're living your life, whether it be where you're living, um, like there, you see people's like apart- apartments, you start comparing yourself to that. You see people's relationships, you start comparing yourself to that. And I always like to say to myself and to other people when we talk about these topics is the grass is always greener. I have found myself even comparing myself to um, different friends or people that I follow on social media and where they're at in their journeys. And it's like, first of all, the grass is always greener. So people are pe- people that I'm comparing myself to probably also do the same with me. And we should just be not complacent with where we are because we always want to have goals and grow in different directions, but we should be accepting of where we are and happy with where we are and looking forward to personal growth and getting to new places, but also blissful about where we're currently at in our lives or else we won't be able to sit and enjoy it all and experience what's what's going on around us. This is a difficult thing for me. At 25 years old, it is difficult to not compare yourself to everyone around you. People buying houses, people getting engaged, people getting married, people having kids, and then you sit and think and you're like, Am I doing enough at my age right now? Am I okay? Like, should I be doing more? Should I be buying a house? Should I be having a family? Like, you you start doing that and you go through these lists in your head, these made up um, like deadlines that you you literally make up these deadlines. No one else, no one is standing in front of you. Like, I, I <laughs> I'm thinking of I'm picturing the Hunger Games, right? When um, they all like go into the town hall and they're learning that they have to start the Hunger Games and Katniss like raises her hand and says that she volunteers. I'm literally like picturing that, like being dictated by people telling you like this is what you have to do and this is where you should be and what you should be doing. It's like nobody is doing that. Nobody is standing in a town hall saying, you're 25, you need to be married and have children and have a house. Like but I think we get caught up in that when we see other people doing it and we start the loophole of comparing ourselves and getting stuck in that. So we start comparing ourselves on social media of our appearances and just our lives and what they look like and how different differently they look. So this specific 
article um, that I found says inadequacy about your life or appearance. Even if you know that images you're, you're viewing on social media are manipulated, they can still make you feel insecure about how you look or what's going on in your own life. Similarly, we're all aware that other people tend to share just the highlights of their lives, rarely the low points that everyone experiences. But that doesn't lessen those feelings of envy and dissatisfaction when you're scrolling through a friend's airbrushed photos of their tropical beach holiday or reading about their exciting new promotion at work. Another thing too that kind of like triggered my mind when I read this article was um, on Thursday's episode, I talked a lot about raising people up around you, your friends, um, people you don't know that you follow, just genuinely um, having like a positive attitude towards people and being excited for people's progress and success. And this can be difficult when we're comparing ourselves to people. And I think that that's a lot of the issue with why we get confused when really good friends of ours don't do those things. And it's it's hard to raise people up when you're – I don't want to use the word jealous because I don't think that's it, but you're feeling negatively about yourself in comparison to that person, which I guess is jealousy, but – it's not necessarily with bad intention. I think that we focus way too much on other people than we do on ourselves. At least I know that I have been in that place in my life where I'm looking at others around me and not focusing on my own path and my journey, which just pushes our us further away from our goals because we need to focus on ourselves in order to get to our goals. And it's impossible to do so if we're not you need to wear blinders. You need to wear blinders or else you're not you're not going to reach those destinations. Another thing that's difficult too is when you like I remember for a while I was watching YouTube for like a couple of years and I felt like every time I shut it off I had I had like a weird feeling in my belly like I didn't really feel great like but I I I guess you could say I liked watching it because I kept watching it, but I like didn't like watching it because afterwards when I would shut it off, I would be like, oh, I wish I had that outfit or I wish I lived in that apartment or I wish I had this bag or whatever it was and it was not healthy. And then I, I slowly like stopped watching it and would only watch certain people, but I think we can all relate to that in some some sort of fashion, whether it be like certain friends or certain people we follow or – um influencers, right? So we need to kind of um, pick what we're looking at on social media and also like put your phone down and look up for a while, go for a walk, do something outside. Don't in my gratitude journal, writing things down and um, or even when I mindfully do my gratitude list in my mind allows me to pull myself out of that funk of comparing myself to others. And I really think that it's a good strategy for everybody, especially in your 20s to go through because it's so hard in our 20s. Like there's so many different um, directions and paths to take and so much personal growth going on in these years that we, but we all do it at different paces and that's just life. That's just the way it goes. So I think we can sometimes get stuck in that mindset of this is where I should be and I'm not there and I'm freaking out and it's not healthy to do that. The next piece I wanted to talk about is FOMO, <laughs> which I think, again, we can all say that we have experienced in some fashion. Some people probably experience it a lot harder than others. 
I definitely can say that I have experienced FOMO in my life, but I no longer really experience that in the sense of um, like, oh, I wish I was out with these people at all, which is a good thing. But I do experience it in the sense of like when I see people having these like crazy like tropical vacations, I'm like, damn it, I wish I was there right now. So I can definitely say that I experienced that when I scrolled through social media on different ex- on different occasions. So the article says, fear of missing out. While FOMO has been around far longer than social media, sites such as Facebook and Instagram seem to exacerbate feelings that others are having more fun or living better lives than you are. The idea that you're missing out on certain things can impact your self-esteem, trigger anxiety, and fuel even greater social media use. FOMO can compel you to pick up your phone every few minutes to check for updates or compulsively respond to each and every alert, even if that means taking risks while you're driving, missing out on sleep at night, or prioritizing social media interaction over real-world relationships, which is super interesting too because I've definitely experienced FOMO in that light, not necessarily like worried about missing out on certain events with people, but um, wanting to respond to things and make sure that I'm like up to date on my social media platforms because I don't want to miss out on certain things or certain interactions with people that I see that other people on social media, other podcasters or um, other people with plant shops or what have you are actively doing all the time. And I run into this a lot when I'm working during the week, like a full work week. Like it's difficult for me to stay up to date as much on my social media platforms. This past week, I experienced a lot of FOMO. I was sick. I told you guys I was sick on, I was sick pretty much all week. I've been having like some serious stomach issues that I still haven't really resolved. I'm feeling a lot better now, but um, I was out out sick two days this week. I didn't get anything done at all for PBL, and I was so stressed and having FOMO. Every time I would scroll through my social media platforms and see other small businesses getting all their shit done for the week, and I wasn't there, and I was like, oh my God, this is stressing me out. But I am lucky that I have people um, that understand, and it's cool because you can use your social media platform to, I don't want to say explain yourself, but like to they're going through the journey with you. So I had like customers and people that were reaching out to me. I hope you're feeling better. That's such a bummer. Like pretty much saying like, don't worry, take take your rest. And um, it's cool because y- you get that um, support through your social media platform. So if I wasn't able to express that I was going through some stomach issues or whatever, like like if you bought if you bought something from an Etsy shop that you have no connection to their social media platforms or seeing their face talk every day like I do, um, you might not really have that, but like that emotional attachment to them and caring about them being laid on an order or whatever it is. So it is cool to have social media in that aspect, but can create a lot of FOMO. Um, especially, I liked how this said. Even if that means taking risks while you're driving, missing out on sleep at night, or prioritizing social media interaction over real-world relationships. I've talked about this before when I've had Jack on the show. Um, We find ourselves sometimes coming home from work and literally spending like two hours on our phones and not even having conversations with each other. And it's like, that is so bad. Um, It's so important to put your phone down and spend time with your loved ones and not worry about what's going on in your hands and worry about what's going on around you and just look up. I had um, Maddie, Mads Tads on the show, Maddie Cicciacone, and she talked about 
um, I asked her, I forget what my question specifically was, but I think it was like, what is your biggest piece of advice to give like the listeners or whatever? And it was like, just look up, um, like put your phone away, spend time with yourself and outside, be outside, spend time in nature, spend time with friends and family and just put your phone away. And it's so true, but it's so hard, especially in this day and age, um, especially like it's how we access information. It's how we access communication. It's everything, especially with the pandemic. It's difficult because we've, I I think from what I see, uh, created an even larger bond on social media than ever before. So the social media and internet is gonna, going to run, run our world someday and pretty much already is. So that's kind of crazy. But, you know, we do need to do check-ins with ourselves, like I always talk about, because like this article is talking about, it impacts your self-esteem, it triggers anxiety, and that's obviously not healthy. I mean, I think we can all vouch to the fact that when we scroll through Facebook or Instagram for too long, we come off of it feeling kind of icky. That's why I really liked TikTok when TikTok came. Hopefully it's not canceled. It's like part of that that cancel culture right now. I think it's going to go away soon, which is really sad, but I liked TikTok because it was very light and I mean, there are some like heavy videos on there, but it was, it was not like a, I didn't feel like it was like a comparing yourself to others life or anything like that. It was like very silly. And obviously you had people like, um, very big on, on TikTok that were living crazy cool lives and stuff, but I don't know. I just felt like it was different and that aspect of social media was cool. A lot of a lot of people in small businesses got very large followings and it impacted them very positively. I went to this is just a little side note. I'm getting sidetracked, but um I went to the Winsmith Mill in Norwood, which is an antique shop that I all I suggest all of you to go to. It's amazing. And I was talking to the woman that owned one of the little, there's like different um, vendors inside of this place. And I was talking to one of the women that owned one of them. And she was saying, um, she was like, it's crazy. Like we're busy all the time now. And are you on TikTok? And I was like, oh yeah. And she was like, it's literally because of that. They've been open for a long time, but she was saying like now um, someone posted a TikTok of them going to the Winsmith mill and like did like a little like, um, kind of like a talking through the TikTok saying like, come visit this place, whatever. It's really cool. Showed a couple scenes of different vendors and then it got like like hundreds of thousands of views and likes. So tons of people started going there, even though it had obviously been a popular place prior. But now it was like she said people were overflowing coming in, like young people saying, oh, yeah, we found you on TikTok. So it's cool. Social media has a very positive impact as well. But yes, that is the FOMO aspect. Isolation. So this says, a study at the University of Pennsylvania found that high usage of Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram increases, rather decreases feelings of loneliness. Conversely, the study found that reducing social media usage can actually make you feel less lonely and isolated and improve your overall well-being, which to me makes sense because the more time, I mean, it's it's just like kind of obvious when you break it down, like the more time that you spend looking down and not paying attention to what's going on around you, the less time that you're present. Um, 
And again, you start getting those feelings of FOMO. You're comparing yourself to what everyone else is doing. You start uh, thinking like, oh, they're here and I'm not with them. Why aren't I doing this? And you you start doing that self-isolation. I think I can recall a couple times that I felt this way, maybe like early college when I would go home from school. I would go home like every weekend, which was my own issue, but I would be on social media and seeing like what everyone was doing on Snapchat and they were all out and having fun and stuff and I would be home and it would cause me to go into like even more of a self-isolation. I would be like, well, they don't want me there anyway, which wasn't the case. I was already isolating myself, but it definitely negatively impacted me in those ways. It made me feel super lonely. I'm glad that I got out of that funk because it was not fun. So I think we can all kind of think of times when that may have happened. So how can we improve that and make ourselves feel better in that sense? And even now, like like I was talking about a little bit ago about our journeys are all different, especially in our 20s. Like I have a a big group of friends from high school that – we're all in such different places. A lot of them still like to hang out all the time and go out all the time and do things, which is fine. That's what they're they're at in their life. And um, my life is obviously a little different now. Like I live with my boyfriend. We have a dog. So I like to go out sometimes, but it's not my number one priority. I'm not living at home anymore. So now I have to pay my bills. I need to be careful with my money and where I'm spending it and all of that stuff. So um you know, obviously when I look on social media and they're all together and doing things, sometimes I feel that sense of loneliness, I guess, but I've worked hard on not getting to that place just because I know that it's my, my life is my decision. I'm in control of it. So I chose to be where I'm at and I'm proud of where I'm at and happy of where I'm at. And I, I think that if everyone can kind of relate to that and, um, tell themselves that when they feel those sense senses of isolation. You're not, you're not alone. You're not, you're not by yourself. Um, there are other people out there feeling the same feelings as you, but just put your phone down and focus on what you're doing and where you're at and the people around you. And you will be a lot happier and left less self isolating. But also if you do feel that way and it's like 90, 10, so 90% of the time you're feeling that way, you're feeling all of these negative feelings, then I definitely think that it it is a good idea to um, kind of really do a step back and maybe focus on, you know, self um, love and some things that make you feel better mentally and emotionally, whether it be yoga, whether it be a therapy session, whether it be um, going for a run, doing something outside, spending time in nature, spending time reading a book, whatever it is. So focus on yourself. The next little piece is depression and anxiety. So this says, Human beings need face-to-face contact to be mentally healthy. Nothing reduces stress and boosts your mood faster or more effectively than eye-to-eye contact with someone who cares about you. The more you prioritize social media interaction over in-person relationships, the more at risk for developing or exacerbating mood disorders such as anxiety and depression. So I like this and dislike this. I like this because I... Remember when I first started Blissful Love, I talked a lot about um, human connection and how important it is to me and how that face-to-face contact is 
like literally my love language. I love spending time with people. I love looking people in the eyes and having conversations. I love talking to people. Like I am somebody that when I'm walking Finley and somebody walks by me, I'm like, hey, how you doing? (laughs) It's just who I am. It's probably stemmed from my dad. I just am a social person. It's what I like to do. So when quarantine hit, it was so hard for me because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm literally missing that um, like need. I'm not fulfilling that need that I get, that drive to communicate and have connections with people face-to-face every day. So social media, obviously, you are connecting, but it's so different. And I like that they address this because obviously you don't want to become socially anxious. And I think that when we get behind a screen, it's a lot easier for us to address our thoughts, our feelings, talk about things. And then when we see people, it's a little different because now here's the person. We might not necessarily say something to them that we would say via social media or texting or whatever. But I don't like this because I think it's so important to connect to people on through social media and online when you can't otherwise see them or connect with them. I've met so many people through my Plants Plus Love Instagram, so many small business owners from all around the world, so many podcasters from all around the world, um, so many small business owners from locally that I wouldn't have met unless I guess I ran into them on the street or something. But it's so awesome. And I, w- I would never, ever suggest you to stop doing that and reaching out to people on social media. But it is important to also, obviously, um, flourish and take care of relationships that you are communicating with in person and make sure that you are still having those face-to-face interactions and not just doing it solely on social media. I know that a lot of people can get caught up in being super socially anxious and only really want to like stay inside and talk to people online or talk to people via text or whatever. And obviously that can be unhealthy. So if it gets to that point, then you got to focus on that and take care of that. And there's lots of different ways to work on social anxiety. I used to feel super anxious sometimes um, socially as well. And there's, there's different mechanisms you can do. I've read different books on it and talked to a lot of people on it. So if that is something that you are finding trouble with, I highly suggest looking into some some books or some some mindfulness meditation strategies that can help you get through those moments. The next one is cyberbullying. So this one is tough because I know like okay, so I had Brooke Michio on the show who is a influencer. She does YouTube. She has the Gals on the Go podcast, and we talked a lot about afterwards I was asking her like how she addresses I guess I mean I didn't call it cyberbullying but it is cyberbullying how she addresses like hateful comments and negative comments and people that are thinking they're giving her constructive criticism that's just like not nice and she said that it's hard and that you know it takes a lot of practice and a lot of step stepping back and not answering right away and just digesting it and not taking it to heart and personally and only really taking the constructive feedback. But I don't know. I just like don't stand for this at all. I don't like it. When I see 
people commenting on other people's YouTube accounts, even if I'm like, I don't agree with this YouTuber or I don't agree with this influencer, or, I don't agree with this small business's tactic or whatever it is. When I see the hateful comments, I'm like, this is so ridiculous. Would you walk down the street and like yell things at people because they're dressed a certain way or they're acting a certain way or they're doing something that you don't like? Probably not. Um, you would get in trouble if you did that. So I don't know. I just feel like cyberbullying is so wrong in so many ways. But this says about 10% of teens report being bullied on social media and many other users are subjected to offensive comments. Social media platforms such as Twitter can be hotspots for spreading hurtful rumors, lies, and abuse that can leave lasting emotional scars. This is like another thing that Brooke Michio says that makes me laugh is Twitter fingers. So a lot of people have Twitter fingers where they're just constantly putting things out there that they aren't necessarily proud of saying. Um, I just see this all the time and I don't really even know how to talk on it much other than just say, I can't believe that it's allowed to be happening. I wish that there was like a big company that would, I should probably patent this now, but <laughs> I wish that there was like a big company that would come in and overlook every single social media platform and have all like tons of people working for them so that they can filter out every single comment like this and get those people in trouble and hold them accountable because it's just so insane to me. Um, I remember when we were probably in like middle school, early high school, a lot of people would bully you like on AIM, which was, I don't know if you guys listening remember AIM or AOL. Um, that was a big thing. But I, I also remember being able to like at that age, you just go to your mom or, <laughs> or you go to a friend and say something and it was taken care of. And now it's just so different. It's like these are grown adults doing things like this. Uh, I see it on TikTok a lot, people's comments. It's just, it's just crazy because you're forcing people to have to shut off their comments or delete things when in reality, they're just trying to share their life experiences with you and their growth. And even if it's not what you believe in, just unfollow them or don't look at their content. It's simple. And it can cause a lot of like emotional scars. Like this said, it can cause so much anxiety, so much depression, so much self-harm. Um, you know, you, you hear, you used to hear stories all the time of teenagers not being able to deal with this sort of cyberbullying and taking their lives or injuring themselves purposely because of it. And it's not good. The next thing is self-absorption, -absor sharing endless selfies and all innermost and all your innermost thoughts on social media can create an unhealthy, self-centered, self-centeredness and distance you from real life connections, which I agree with and disagree. I mean, love yourself, post your pictures of yourself if you want, if that's your thing, whatever. I do think that there's a healthy balance between um, always looking at yourself because I think that that can be its own issue. Um real if i mean at least for me the more times that i take a selfie and look at myself and analyze the picture i'm like oh i don't like this i don't like this i don't like that and that's not healthy so i think that when you're self-absorbed people think that that means that you're like obsessed with yourself but it doesn't always mean you're obsessed with yourself in the way that you think you're like so beautiful and no one else is as beautiful as you it's like no you are literally obsessing over every aspect of your of your face of your body of whatever you're too stressed about it you're um, comparing yours to other people's, which is just crazy because we're all made differently. We're all supposed to look different. None of us are supposed to look a specific way. We're not supposed to be a specific size. We're not supposed to have a specific facial feature. We're not supposed to have a specific size of a nose or a mouth or 
lips or eyes or whatever. It's we're all made differently. I think we need to tell ourselves that more because that can be really difficult when it comes to comparing yourself on social media. Um, okay, another one. Many of us use social media as a security blanket. Whenever we're in a social situation and feel anxious, awkward, or lonely, we turn to our phones and log on to social media. Of course, interacting with social media only denies you the face-to-face interaction that can help to ease anxiety. Oh my God, this happens to me (laughs) when I am somewhere and I'm like, I feel uncomfortable and awkward. I go on my phone and it's not only is it rude, but it's so, um, what's the word? Um, it's like cowardly, I guess. Is that a word? I don't know. It's you, you be braver than that. <laughs> fight through that awkward moment, fight through that awkward situation that you're in. Um, ask a question to whoever you're with that you might not know about that person. Force yourself through this awkward social situation because the the more you practice this and the be- the better you'll get at it. So I think about when I was a freshman in college and we had to do a public speaking class. And every time that we stood up and had to speak publicly, it was like, oh my God, I am so anxious. I don't want to do this. I'm freaking out. I can't even look at anyone. But every time that you did it, the better you got at it. And I remember there was one specific girl in my class that would get up and like be a mess. She would cry. She was so anxious and it was wicked sad. Like she, it was hard for her to get through it. And by the end of the class, she could successfully get through an entire slideshow up in front of people standing there and not even looking at the slideshow, just talking to the crowd, which was so cool to watch. And we all were like so happy and excited for and clapping and everything. So I don't know. I just feel like the, the, with anything in life, the more practice that you give something, the better you'll get at it. So why turn to your phone when you're having an opportunity to practice that your social skills, which we all need to practice all the time throughout our lives, or you can lose your social skills, believe it or not, people. So now I wanted to talk a little bit. There's tons and tons more. I will share this article actually on in the description so that you guys can go through it because I think it's pretty cool to, to look through and kind of um, it's like, oh, that's why I'm feeling this way. But I wanted to share some of the positive aspects of social media that this article goes through with you guys because obviously I always like to turn negatives into positives. So... I've talked a lot about this. Social media allows you to find new friends and communities, network with other people who share similar interests or ambitions. I have been able to connect with people that I kind of knew um, through, like I knew that they went to college with me and would follow each other on social media, but I've been able to connect with those people and we've been able to build off of each other's companies, build off of each other's thoughts and aspirations and grow bonds and connections and help each other in different aspects of our lives, which is super, super cool. Um, social media enables you to communicate and stay up to date with family and friends around the the world, which is also so true. Uh, a lot of my aunts and uncles that have me on Facebook or my grandmother or whatever, they're able to see what I'm doing on the weekend and see my pictures and see Finley on there and see me and Jack and, um, my nieces and nephews and all that. So that's super cool as well. I have a couple, I have a great aunt on Facebook that I haven't seen in so long, but she's able to connect with me on there, which is awesome. And she can message me at any time. Um, She loves looking at all of me and my sister's pictures and stuff. So that's cool too. Social media enables you to join or promote worthwhile causes, raise awareness on, on important issues. Yes. I mentioned earlier in the episode that many of us 
most of us now probably get our news and information through social media. A lot of us can impact, um, make a big impact on social media through with whatever social injustices are going on. Um, when there is time to do voting, like I know a lot of people in my t- in my city that I live in in Quincy um, that have Instagrams for different um, political like positions that they're trying to take. So a couple of my friends' dads are running for different things and they have a social media platform and they um, post on there and that's how other people will find out that, you know, they're running for a certain thing and it creates um, a, a reason for the young people to vote, um, which I think everybody should be voting, but, you know, we can kind of promote that vote, vote, vote type of thing. Um, you're able to raise awareness to um, disasters that are going on in the world and raise money. I know my friend Erin over at Pocket of Sunshine who came on the show and talked about um, her shaving her head. She raised, I think it was like over $12,000 that she raised for um, during the Black Lives Matter movement when it was very prevalent and everybody was trying to find different places to donate, which it I hope that everybody is still donating and still learning and developing in that aspect. And it should always be very prevalent. But um, a couple months ago, she donated a bunch of money to, towards um, um, youth. I, I'm not even going to say it right, but Black Children in the Arts I believe that's what it was. She did like a, two different donations and, you know, she was able to promote that all through social media, which is so awesome. And, you know, everyone was able to raise awareness in the importance of systemic racism and all the race, race, racial injustices that are going on in the world. So obviously that, that plays a huge part on social media, um, debates on, I don't know, like politics and you're able to express yourself and share your voice and kind of show and raise awareness towards things that need to everybody needs to be aware of. Social media enables you to seek or offer emotional support during tough times. Yes. Uh, I actually follow on Plants Plus Love. We follow a bunch of psychology <laughs> psychologists. I have been in touch with different doctors on here that um, I was going to have on Blissful Love during Mental Health Awareness Month. It was so hard because I feel like the month passed me by so quickly. So hopefully I can get um, a few of those people on to speak at some point that I was in touch with. I actually did a Zoom meeting with one of them. So, so cool. Um, so yes, definitely seeking emotional support during tough times. She, what, One of them that I actually spoke to, she was a um, psychologist and she – her focus um, was in eating disorders, which was so awesome. I've never really talked to a doctor that that was their expertise. And it was really cool to talk to her and hear about all the different aspects of that. So there's definitely people out there that you can seek emotional support from, um, whether it be people that are going through the same things as you too. You guys can bounce your feelings and thoughts off of each other and kind of help each other through those tough times. 
Social media enables you to find vital social connection if you live in a remote area, for example, or have limited independence, social anxiety, or are part of a marginalized group. Yeah, so there's a lot of different groups on Facebook you can join. Um, you know, they have different groups in your like neighborhood that you live in. Like I know that I'm in the Quincy group. Um, they have one probably for every town and city. <laughs> so it's cool. You can meet people through that as well. Social media enables you to find an outlet for your creativity and self-expression. Absolutely. I follow so many art pages, so many different pages. My best friend Jessica just created, she's um, almost done with her master's program to become a speech language pathologist. And she just created an Instagram platform for all of her like templates that she makes for it and different materials that she creates. And I think that's so awesome. That's so creative of her. And that's like her outlet in her professional life, which is awesome. Um, I follow a lot of people that create art just to create art and they use Instagram or Facebook to share it with all of you. That's how I started Plants Bliss Love. I love it so much. I'm able to share myself and self self-expression through Blissful Love, which I also share through social media, which has been incredible an incredible journey for me. I can't wait to continue to do it. Social media enables you to discover with care sources of valuable information and learning. Absolutely. Um, there's different news platforms you can follow. There's different um, big businesses that share lots of information that you can follow. There's all sorts of awesome um, information that you can follow out there if that is what you are into. So Yes, although social media can be a very negative um, thing in our lives, it is also full of lots of positive aspects as well. So yeah, and I just want to reiterate again, we are all taking a path in our lives. We are all on our own journey. We are moving at our own rates. We are all meant to be where we are. We are allowed to have goals and dreams, but we should not compare our process or progress to another person's process and progress. Everybody's looks different. You are supposed to go through the things that you're going through. You're supposed to be moving at your pace because that's exactly where you're meant to be. And you're ex supposed to be experiencing the things that you're experiencing. And sometimes it's hard to believe that and understand that, but it is exactly what we are supposed to be doing. And the more times that you tell yourself that the better and healthier your mind will be, will be able to create new goals and ideas for ourselves if we just focus on ourselves and don't worry about what everyone else is doing and where everyone else is at. And I know it can be difficult because I too find myself getting stuck in those thoughts and emotions. So hang in there. You're all doing amazing. I am proud of every single one of you listening. And I hope that you guys really enjoyed this episode. As always, please give us a follow on Plants Bliss Love on Instagram if you don't follow us. Please subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcast, Blissful Love, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I love looking at every single review that you guys leave, and you can also rate us, so please rate us. Um, thank you guys so, so much for listening, and I will see you guys all on Thursday. Bye, guys. <laughs>